The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay, I love it in Flint. You're very astute, Tom. Have an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, oh, that's a very good question. Uh, hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm alright, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. The journey to a COVID-19 vaccine began decades ago with research on earlier coronaviruses. Scientists built on that with months more of research and development, worldwide cooperation, and clinical trials on tens of thousands of diverse volunteers. Finally, they arrived at a safe, effective vaccine. The next step on the journey is yours. Discover the facts at michigan.gov slash COVID vaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. And welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. And uh, my my guest, my next guest, is a lifestyle and beauty expert um, with some some ideas on uh, now that spring is, is here um, for women, how maybe to refresh their beauty cabinet. And uh, she has, uh, oh, she's been on the Steve Harvey show, the Today Show, uh, Good Day New York, and and lots of other shows uh, sharing some really valuable tips. And we're lucky to have with us Millie Almodovar. And I said it so good when we talked before going on the air. Millie, welcome to the show, and thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Tom. You did a great job. It's fine. Well, <laughs> my apologies for stumbling a little. Um, it's okay. In in any event, I'm I'm curious because people have been um, shut in for the better part of a year. How has women's habits about makeup really changed, and what their needs are? And and I'm wondering what you know, meeting and talking with people over Zoom and and other platforms has maybe changed how people want to uh, want to appear and and how important is lighting in all of that? Oh, lighting is super important. But here's the interesting thing: makeup, actual makeup sales have actually plummeted big time. But skincare. And uh, uh, teeth whitening treatments, the, the, scales, the sales have been skyrocketing. Really? Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I would think, um, you know, because in the very beginning, a year ago, when people first started sheltering in place and, and being under basically quarantine, um, you know, all of a sudden people were talking on videos. And for the yeah. first couple of weeks, people looked horrible. <laughs> I mean, even, <laughs> even, even network news people, you know, were in their basements with bad video equipment and hadn't had hair and makeup and all that. And, and it, it and it looked kind of rough there in the, in the beginning. Um, have we yeah. had to do anything really differently during the pandemic? Well, I think in the beginning, a lot of people didn't realize that Zoom has like a beauty feature. So you can definitely, you know, put that in. But I, I, I think we've had to do a lot, a lot of different things with Zoom calls now. Everyone bought, every, no, people who had never even thought about buying, you know, beauty lights, everyone ended up buying beauty lights. Um, yeah, I feel like the, the, the Zoom calls totally changed everything. Absolutely. And a, a lot of people... Now, my significant other, she doesn't use a lot of makeup, typically. Right. She will, mm -hmm. maybe for a big special occasion, a, a wedding or, you know, some important banquet or something. But generally, she doesn't wear a lot of makeup. And I'm wondering if, if a lot of women started using makeup less because they were at home all the time. And yeah. how that might change as we move out of the pandemic now that vaccines are out and people are, you know, starting to think about getting out a little bit. Is is that going to change dramatically? Or do you think a lot of women will say, you know what, I'm not going to go through all this every day. <laughs> do you know I what I mean? Yeah, I think it's so interesting because, um, like they said, the, the the makeup sales have absolutely plummeted since since the um, since the pandemic started. But again, skincare, um, you know, people are looking at your smile all day when you're talking to them over the Zoom. All of that has actually increased in sales. Do I think that makeup will come back? Absolutely, um, I think it will. I think the vaccinations are coming. And, you know, people want to make a comeback. I think yeah. I think I do definitely believe that the makeup sales will come get higher again. I don't know if they'll ever be the way they were before. Really? Um, but I do think, yeah, I do think that, um, yeah, because I think, you know, we had a long time to kind of, you know, I think a lot of people just got comfortable. I know for me, there was a time I wouldn't even leave my house without like a full face of makeup. Now I just throw on my moisturizer and I'm good to go. I feel a lot more. I guess I, what I'm trying to say is a lot of us are feeling much more comfortable in our skin, you know. Well, and that's and that's kind of what I'm wondering if you think, you know, yeah. some women will, you know, adopt that. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to use makeup. Yeah, kind of I think attitude. a lot of women are. Like I said, me, I was a makeup, like, I just to go to, like, my local grocery store, I had to have, like, my mascara on, my lipstick, my cheeks, you know. Now I'm just like, listen, I can throw on a moisturizer, you know, and I'm good to go. I don't need, you know, all of that anymore. Yeah, so I do think, I do think, though, that they will, you know, go back. I mean, I think the sales, again, will will, will come back because, you know, we're, we are, you know, we're going out to dinner. We're going to start going out to dinner a lot more, you know. Uh, so I, I, I do think that they will but just not I don't think it's going to be the way it was before. Well, I, I know for me, I've I've been able to find and, you know, I've never been. Um, I, I was always one that that always showered and shaved and, you know, washed and did my hair and stuff before I went out in public. And now 
I find I'm pretty comfortable in a baseball hat and a mask. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. A lot of women are feeling the same way. It's like, why do I have to, you know, look so glam? I'm, you know, they're, we're becoming much more comfortable in our skin, which I think is actually a really, you know, great thing. What are the things that women should um, stock up on now that, that things are looking like we're going back to normal? Or is there a new normal? Well, I do think, so now that the weather is going to be warming up soon, I do think that it is time for a new moisturizer. And Olay Regenerist, their Whip SPF 25 face moisturizer, it's a lightweight moisturizer with added SPF. So it makes it so easy to incorporate sun protection into your daily routine. Ooh. The good thing about this, yeah, the good thing also about this moisturizer is that unlike other moisturizers with SPF, Olay's leaves a matte finish. So you really don't have to worry about your skin having an oily look or feel. It's perfect for all skin types and tones because it goes, it's the, it, because it goes on clear and it stays on clear and it absorbs into the skin so easily. So you definitely don't have to worry about having that white cast that many SPFs will leave on your skin. And you can find it at local retailers or online at Olay.com. Are there, um, are, are there, should the beauty cabinets of women from different races, whether it's African American or Asian or whatever, are, are they pretty universal or, or are they very different from well, ethnic for, group to ethnic group? I think that for women of color, one of the things we don't really worry about uh, wrinkles as much as, you know, someone who's not a person of color, just because we have melanin and uh, we have a lot more melanin in our skin and it kind of protects our skin from getting like the early wrinkles. However, what we do worry about is getting dark spots on our skin, which is that that comes from any sort of inflammation on your skin. So if you mm. get a pimple, if you get a mosquito bite, what will happen is when you're a woman of color, you'll get a dark spot on your face. And that's called hyperpigmentation. And we do, we do, that's what kind of what we focus on um, is that. Whereas, uh, you know, a, a woman, a person, a person who's not a person of color mostly focuses on wrinkles because they really don't get the dark spots as much. Yeah. That's a great question, by the way. Um, well, I, you know, I, I'm always curious about how people um, function differently from, from group to group. If there are differences or are there things that are one size fits all? Well, there is, and I've got one for you. This is definitely a one-size-fit-all. And listen, spring's all about resetting and making easy and convenient upgrades to our routine, so it's the perfect time to brighten our smile. We all want a bright smile, right? Well, sure. Absolutely. So New Crest Whitening Emulsions, it is, it is the brand's first-ever leave-on teeth whitening treatment, and it's so easy to incorporate into your everyday beauty and grooming routine. So this breakthrough enamel safe formula has highly active hydrogen peroxide droplets that start working instantly and continue whitening teeth long after you apply. Now you can swipe it on in seconds and go about your day. No rinsing or brushing needed at all. Now for noticeably whiter teeth, you want to continue to apply for 14 treatments. You will have virtually no sensitivity. You can get this at um, Major. Hello? At major. Yeah. Oh, uh, I was, I was, I, I was expecting more like major outlets, oh, yeah. you know, like so and so and so and so. But yeah, you can get it at major. But listen, one thing too, also, Tom, is that you have to remember something. Your skin—it's the largest organ of the body. So don't forget it when you're restocking your beauty cabinets. And I want you to think dry brushing. 
So dry brushing, it's a really great way to exfoliate your skin after a dry winter. And not only does it brighten skin, but it's going to really help boost circulation and it's going to make your moisturizer and lotion that you apply just work so much more effectively. You want to try it before you shower and you want to do the brushing in an upwards motion for about five minutes. And you can get this brush on Amazon. Is there is there a shelf life to beauty projects or beauty products rather? And as as people start looking at it replenishing or, or restocking their beauty cabinets is the stuff that was there a year ago out well let me tell you tom that's a great question too because the turning over a season is really the time to say out with the old and in with the new it's the perfect time to make space in your beauty cabinet and i've got two important tips for you to get the process started first like you said, you got to check expiration dates on product containers. Expired products, they could be less effective and shouldn't be used. Now, as a good rule of thumb, you know, if a product has been open longer than 12 months, it's probably likely time to toss it. Now, think about this. We've made the room. I want you to consider what you need going into a new season. Consider all things from skincare to hair to personal care. From here, you're going to be able to have a clear vision of what you need, and now you've got that newfound space to fit it in. And and so the the first step is is getting rid of the old stuff. Get rid of the old stuff. Yeah. Again, if it's uh, if anything's expired, you definitely want to toss that because it's actually not only does it not not work, but it's probably not safe to use. Or generally, you don't want to use something that isn't safe. Um. <laughs> now you're talking about refreshing a beauty cabinet, and I I, I don't know how it is for most men i've been married a couple of times and okay. i've never really known beauty products to make it into the cabinet to make it into the beauty cabinet where do they mostly <laughs> where are they mostly <laughs> on the counter around the sink <laughs> in the bathroom <laughs> well mine are always in the beauty cabinet <laughs> Well, good. Well, good for you, because you know I think. Yeah. Oh wow, that'd, that'd be nice if there was, you know, a, a place where all this stuff could go. <laughs> yeah. It's meant for the beauty cabinet. It's not on the thing. <laughs> um, are are there some some resources, some place to go, Millie? For example, do you have a, a website with with tips on it, where? you know, women could go and, and maybe get a list of the things that um, that are available and the things that maybe they shouldn't be using? Sure. You can go on Olay.com for the Olay moisturizer. And then um, for Crest, you can go on CrestWhiteSmile.com. Um, and if you want to follow me, I'm on social media. My name is Millie Amadobar on social media. And I always give beauty tips. Well, Millie, I really appreciate you taking a little time out to to share these uh, thoughts and tips with uh, with our listeners, and um, wish you all the best. Stay well. Thanks, Tom. All Bye. Right. Take care. That was uh, Millie Almadovar, and uh, she is a uh, multimedia reporter, influencer, beauty editor and uh, a Hispanic trends consultant, host, and brand ambassador. Anyway, we've got more of the Tom Sumner program coming up. The Tom Sumner Program.com 
is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and troubled breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling authors, photographers and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology.
TomSumnerProgram.com. Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to Tom Sumner. Hey, welcome Program. back, everybody. Uh, joining me again, he's uh, been here before, and it's always fun to talk to him. He has some useful information uh, from the Outdoor Power Equipment Institute. It's uh, Chris Kaiser joining me by phone. Chris, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Good to be with you. Um, now, it seems like the last time we talked, we talked about generators, and there were certainly a lot of people in Texas recently that <laughs> could have could have used a generator. Um, but you're, we've just had a lot of snow, and um, at least here in Michigan. But but what there was a, a storm that went all the way across the country, and uh, you've been trying to share tips on uh, how to um, properly use snow throwers. Is snow thrower the right term? I know a lot of people call them snow blowers. No, they both work. Snow thrower works. And much like a generator, um, it's planning, right? Knowing if you're going to need it, getting it ready, getting the right fuel, making sure you have fresh fuel, um, and anything that's seasonal, recreational, emergency. So it has limited use. The key with any power equipment today is there's ethanol in fuel now. That's a government mandate. That's an alcohol. It absorbs water over time. So fuel stales. It phase separates so no longer is the day where you can put five gallons in the garage and leave it there forever and just use it as you need it it'll it'll simply stale so run your machines dry when you're going to put them up for the season or between uses um, and get fresh fuel when you need them and if you are going to store fuel for longer than 30 days use a fuel stabilizer um, it, so it's just not possible to put in a stash of uh, gasoline like you say five gallons in the garage for the winter season, for example. Now, you can buy ethanol-free fuel if you can find it. Um, a lot of times you'll see it in marine areas. Remember, if it absorbs water, so if a hot, humid, or you're near a marine environment, lakes, rivers, et cetera, the ocean, um, it's, the problems are more acute. Uh, and some, Oftentimes in a marine environment, you'll find ethanol-free fuel, and you'll see it advertised. Now, it's more expensive. Um, and what I use for my handheld equipment, uh, you can buy on-the-shelf fuel, typically done by manufacturers. So if you're Lowe's, Home Depot, or your dealer, you'll see a can of it, um, Echo Steel, if you will. Uh, they'll supply their own fuels. It'll be ethanol-free, and it has a very long extended shelf life, and it can sit longer in the machine. But if you're buying it from the pump almost anywhere in the country, it's going to have at least 10% ethanol, and that becomes a challenge. But unfortunately, a lot of times we wait until the snow's already here before we start <laughs> thinking about those things. That's just human nature, Chris. You know, um, all of a sudden there's a lot of snow, and you think, "Man, I, you know, I'm not going to shovel this. I, you know, I'm going to get out the the snowblower and knock this out in no time." And then you realize you don't have gas. Well, as as you pointed out in uh, in press releases and things. Um, you know, if it's a real snow emergency, your corner gas station might not even be open. Are you not? You might not be able to get down the driveway. It, well, yeah, the there's key. that too. So typically, nowadays we know. So if you're going to get serious weather, you know, we have some advance notice or a hurricane. You have advance notice. <clears throat> so the likelihood that leave, I mean, limbs may come down. These are the kinds of things you ought to prep for. Look, I have dogs and I have a long driveway on a hill, and so I need to go out before the snow, and clear the driveway of dog toys and sticks and the garden hose. Um, the machine's going to find all that stuff under the snow, which you may not be able to see once the snow is down. 
So, again, that's preparation. The key is run that machine before you need it. Get the gas before you need it. Clear the driveway before the snow gets on it. These are very, very important for the safe operation of a snow thrower. So, so the the best thing to do is to you know watch the uh, the weather forecasting, and if they're saying that we're going to get you know a decent amount of accumulation, you should get out and check those things. Clear the driveway, clear the the steps and the the walk you know to your house um, of any obstructions. Exactly. I uh, just prep. And you might want to look for limbs. It's the time to, uh, winter's a good time to do it. If you see limbs that are weak, this is the time to take them off with a, a chainsaw, um, if you've got one, or a pole pruner. Um, because the weight on a limb from ice or snow will shear, right? It'll, it potentially hurts the tree versus a good cut. So try to look for those limbs that may come down and, pre- and present a hazard once they're down. Um, again, anything before snow is, is the time to do that work. Preparation is key, both in planning for the machine, the fuel before before you need it, any oil. Check the uh, the oil level, the fuel. Remember, gas and oil, lifeblood of an engine. The right principal, you know, a generator or a snow thrower, principally an engine uh, with a, some other device on it. And so, if you keep that um, in good running order, the machine will. These 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 machines are tough. They'll last a very very long time. Um, I remember now. It's been years and years and years having. Um, having electric snow blowers and you know running the long cable and you know running up and down, <laughs> yep. down with it and and for some reason i was always throwing cotter pins <laughs> and yeah I, you and I, i'm not a young person and so i remember and i think you are too but i remember too and the the cable that you had to throw if you had an electric lawnmower those days have shifted dramatically. There are very significant battery electric options now. That's what I was going to ask. If, oh, yeah, for sure. Is, is it very expensive? Is, is charging uh, tricky to, to work with uh, electric versus gas? You know, it's a lot like the auto industry, right? So it's yeah. advancements that have, have come a long way. But with lithium-ion power, the ability to store a lot of power in a small battery compact um you get very good run times now so there's very significant product offerings um blowers trimmers shredders walk behind mowers chainsaws uh, and snow throwers now if you have a big snow thrower um because you're in the cold and it's that that machine needs a lot of torque um there are battery snow throwers but the bigger units uh, are still going to be an engine unit but very significant strides, very significant uh, charging improvements, speed charging, the ability to stack batteries. And so what manufacturers can do now is load batteries together um, in a backpack or something for a device. So you're getting commercial users now using them. This year, we're going to see we own a big trade show, ninth largest in the country, where we demo outdoor power equipment. Um, you're going to see a lot of big zero-turn mowers. Those are commercial mowers largely. Um, with lithium battery power. So it's now evolved to the point where you can store enough power on a device and or speed charge it. What you're seeing now with landscapers who use battery equipment, they'll put a portable generator on that trailer and they'll charge batteries while they're you know, at a house or something, charge it from that portable generator in between jobs. Um, but it's, it's here to stay. Battery technology has taken off. There's likely a battery product um, that meets your needs. 
Um, still on the commercial side, gasoline is king. Yeah, is it um, a, a big expense to go with the, the better models of electric? Not so much. Now, in the beginning, they, there was a price point differential, um, but that's come down. So manufacturers, uh, there's been very significant demand. This has probably been the biggest year ever for some handheld product, including chainsaws and walk-behind mowers. This COVID business has reordered it, shifted. It's a phenomenon. People now back in their yards, they're calling it backyarding, having staycations, utilizing outdoor space. I have an outdoor office. Um, so try to find a fire pit. Try to find an outdoor propane heater. People have reconnected to the outdoors in a very meaningful way, and this terrible COVID thing is, has facilitated that. But we're seeing very, very real trends um, in the marketplace where homeowners are buying lots and lots of power equipment, including battery. Now, I mentioned earlier that last time you were on the show, we were talking about prepping uh, uh, generators for power outages in big storms, which, you know, which can happen in winter from big snow events, but it can happen other times of the year, too. But when you're prepping your snow thrower, that's just as good a time as any to um, prep all of your outdoor equipment. Think, you know, we're in for a storm you know, I'm going to put some gas in. Um, is it is it appropriate if you're expecting a, a storm event to last over a couple three days that that you go ahead and and uh, you know get your your uh, generator you know gassed up and checked out and and ready to go and um, and, you, and your you... snowblower you know have it have it all gassed up and ready to go so as soon as uh, the snow quits falling, you're out there getting stuff That's exactly done. right. That's the safe play, right, is to make sure that you can access the unit, make sure that you can run the unit before you need it. As you described, once the snow's down or the power's out, that's not the time to try to figure out the machine. Do I have the gas? Is it running? Will it work? Do I have the right, do I have the discharge tool for the snowblower? Do the, all of that in advance. Same thing with your portable generator. What's key there is... I find those power cords, right? That machine has to be run a safe distance from the house. It cannot right. be run in the garage. It cannot be run on the porch or the breezeway. And what we regrettably find is people, you know, they get it out when they need it, and then they can't find the cord or the, the power. You know, you need a significant cord to carry the load of the machine, and it has to be long enough to keep it a safe distance from the house. And so you've got to find that in advance. You cannot run these machines up near an open door or window. So all of that has to be pre-planned. And so, yeah, get a, put a little fuel. The rule of thumb today is buy it and burn it. So put a little fuel in it just to, to start the machine, see if it runs, and so it'll be ready if you need it. Um, again, I wouldn't fill the machine. Kind of rule of thumb today is don't fill the machines with fuel um, that's likely to sit, right? So it's not like the old days where you just fill up the snow thrower and use it throughout the winter. Just use what you need. Keep it in a can. And if you can stabilize it. It's not expensive. You buy it at the big box or your dealer and yeah. pour it in there. That'll give you a couple more months on it. So, but check it out in advance, especially a portable generator. And the other thing we've saw, we've, we've seen of late, look, these machines, Texas was a horrible, horrible situation, right? And you've seen with those long-term outages where you guys live um, or in Florida with hurricanes. Once the power's been out for a while and people have are in a very tough situation, these things are highly sought after. They're easy, it's easy to identify the house with lights or you can hear the machine running, and they're prone to theft. They're very easy to maneuver. They're like a wheelbarrow. 
And so be prepared for that. Think about securing the machine or having it in the safe location, both for it so it doesn't get stolen and for safe use. Yeah, I, I was, and I was going to correct myself when I when I talked about gassing stuff up before the before the storm hits because you really don't know if power is going to go out and then you've got a machine sitting there full of gas. Yep, the key. I rarely anymore, even though like the walk behind mower. I know I'm going to use it throughout the summer, but um, unless you know you're going to run that machine or run most of that fuel out of it, um, just put in it. Start to learn that. <laughs> what it takes to mow the yard, what it takes to operate the chainsaw, um, and just use that amount of fuel. So That's ideally, ideally. It's hard to drain them. Yeah, ideally you want to run it out. And so if you're going to put it up for the season, so at the end of season and you're going to um, put up, I, my, I had a little uh, gasoline in my uh, lawnmower, so you just have to tie the throttle and, and run it dry. Um, That's the best bet to make sure it'll start next season. What kind of expense are people looking at for uh, for snow throwers? And the reason that I ask that is here in Michigan, we get a lot of snow. But sometimes we'll go, you know, there may be only three big snow events a season. Or, or you know, in a tough winter, maybe a half a dozen snow events. So there's only that many times that you're actually going to use it. Most of us that, that deal with snow all winter long, you know, if it's... If it's less than three or four inches, we don't even push it around. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's, yeah, it's, but you're, t- you're tough folks. Yeah, it's, it's got to be a, a foot before we even call it a snowstorm. But, but that raises the question, if you're only going to use the equipment three or four times a year, what's, what's the cost-benefit analysis? What, um, you know, how much should you invest in outdoor sure. equipment? Well, a lot of that depends on the user, right? So if you're <clears throat> frail, I am not a, you know, I wish I was in better shape. Um, and where I live, what you've just described, we don't usually, I'm in the mid-Atlantic across the river from Washington, D.C., so we don't often get snow. Um, we get very little snow. But if we get it, oftentimes it sets up as a nor'easter off the Atlantic, and we'll get a foot. So we right. don't get very much. We get one snow a year, but it could be 18 or 20 inches, which is a beast. Um and so, again, the machine will do the work. And so often it's predicated on what are your capabilities. And there's a machine to fit every size, need, price point. There are what are called electric brooms, little snow brooms. Then there's a little single-stage gas unit, battery unit, electric unit, small, little compact uh, single-stage device. Then you get into the two-stage algers and impellers. Um, 24 inches, 30 inches, 36 inches, and then a powered broom. These things go from, you know, $500 to $25,000. I mean, there's a size and shape for you. Now, remember, the machine will do the work. So, But, again, you have to be able to maintain control. They're fairly strong, but you can set your speeds, et cetera. Um, if you can push the handle, the machine will go do the work. It has a drivetrain. The algor impeller does the work. But you have to be able to turn it. So part of it is go, if you're going to buy a unit, make sure you can handle it. Make sure it's one you can maneuver. Make sure it fits your needs. Do you have a driveway, walk? What do you envision using it for? And then balance that against um, your budget. There's a unit out there for you. Um, again, for people that have a – it's called a broom, a little snow broom. And you people who have balconies and patios and just a simple walk, it may work just fine. Um, and, again, you get in once you get into a single stage and then a two-stage, which has an impeller and an auger, a quick note – 
Never, never, never put your arm or hand in a snowshoe, ever. Never work on the machine when it's running, ever. There's a little tool that comes with the unit. It's usually affixed to the unit. Pops out, looks like a little miniature shovel. Use that uh, on any snow or ice clogs in the machine. Um, but the big units, you know, again, I have a big two-stage unit. I can throw all my snow in my neighbor's yard. We don't want you doing that. <laughs> so be mindful. Unless because... you don't like your neighbor. Correct. <laughs> That's funny. Is is there a a, a standard list of, of power equipment that the average homeowner should have and maintain to um, – you know, successfully take care of their their property and and their lawn and landscaping and so on. Yeah, a lot of it just depends on what you're capable of doing, what you want to do. Um, some people don't have much of a yard. Some people have a large yard. Some people, you know, I have dogs, so I have a big yard. Uh, do you have a slope? Are you on a hill? Um, do you, is a front drive because you know you can get push mowers, you can get front drive mowers. I have an all wheel drive walk behind mower, so that machine it'll climb trees. Uh, it'll easily go up and down hills. So part of that is kind of understanding, our, and feel free to go to your dealer um, or your retailer and say, this is what I have a quarter acre. I have a half acre. Um, I want to ride because nowadays there are a lot of consumer zero turns in addition to garden tractors. So good price points on small zero turn mowers if you have an acre or more. Um, it just really does depend on what it is. you. Some people want to do the work. Uh, I like to do it, so I have a string trimmer and a hedge trimmer and chainsaws, but I'm very familiar with the machines. And the machines today are very easy to use. They're user-friendly. They've been lightweighted. They're ergonomically designed, so they're not overly heavy. Most anybody can maintain, utilize a, a string trimmer. They're very easy to change or uh, you know, manipulate the device. Um, so go and experience it. A dealer would be happy to walk you through uh, you know, go to them, say, this is what I have. I've got bushes and trees, or I have grass, or I'm going to put in that. Um, but if you're thinking about doing planting, I would just say what we've seen with this COVID business is an extraordinary, it's a phenomenon, we call it backyarding, where people have reattached, they're beginning to use again their lawns and landscapes as places to work, places to play, you name it. Um, get planting early. We know that this was one of our biggest years ever for the sales of outdoor power equipment on the consumer side. And this, we see huge demand for hardscape materials, people putting in patios, huge demand for uh, plant materials, fire pits, propane heaters, etc. But plan that early. It'll be a tough season looking for materials. You know, that um, it reminds me that a lot of people are starting to uh, even grow food in their yards bad and, and it's not just tomatoes anymore i mean it's tomatoes and green peppers and cucumbers and you know all kinds of stuff and um you know that that's what makes me wonder if there's a, an inventory of equipment that that people should have if they if they really want to maintain and do a lot of uh work in their yards what's what's too expensive <laughs> it, is, is it one of those things if you have to ask it's too expensive <laughs> well there's just the nice thing about it is um you know you can go to a walmart you can go to a professional dealer there's a mower there's a price point on a mower that you can afford there really is um it'll depend on and much like an automobile it'll have bells and whistles like your snow thrower it might have an electronic start it may have heated handles it may have headlights it may have all kinds of things a different kind of wheel or drivetrain. Um, 
so there are you know entry level units, right? There are entry level sure. units. There's a walk behind for a hundred dollars, and there's a five hundred dollar walk behind mower. Um, so there's a unit for everybody. That's one of the great things about power equipment and a power source today. I mean, there's going to be a battery unit. There'll be likely to be an electric unit, certainly a gasoline unit. And then on a riding unit, uh, battery, you see hybrids, right? So you'll see a small engine and a generator. So diesel, electric, gasoline, electric, propane product, lots and lots of different power sources today. Is electric start the way to go? It's easy. But nowadays, the engines are so good. Uh, I, I raised my hand. The, um, my snowthrower hadn't been used in two, maybe three years. Um, for sure, at least two. I had run it dry, put a, you know, store them dry, store them in a dry place, but it was in the garage. Got it out, put fresh fuel in it. I mean it. First pull. Started. Um, today's engines are really durable. They're very easy to start. It's not like the old days where you wrap around the cord. It's typically a half pull on the string. It's not a hard pull. Uh, they're designed to start very easily, but an electric takes out any challenge or part of the equation, right? You just plug, push, you're done. Um, so it's an easy way to do it. Again, that's an option uh, for a lot of snow throwers. Well, this is this is great, and Chris, I always enjoy talking with you about this stuff. Is there um, a, uh, a a resource where people can go to learn about this kind of equipment before they uh, face a salesman at the... Uh, Sure, sure. Garden shop. Um, we're at opei.org, but you can always you know go what's close to you. So if you know of a, a local dealer that has Echo or Husqvarna or Steel, um, just go in there. Stop by. They're used to that. Um, get familiar. These machines may look challenging. They're not. They're they're user friendly. They're easy to use. These people are used to talking to to purchasers about it. And then go to those manufacturers' website, right? So if it's a John Deere, Toro, there's all, lots and lots of manufacturers in this space. So those websites um, will walk through all of their products and sort of what they're designed for. This product is especially good for flat lawns. This is especially good for lawns over an acre that are hilly. This is especially good for, right? And the same thing with chainsaws. Chainsaws come, nowadays you can get a little handheld, it looks like a, it's a little thing. You hold your hand. Right, right. Uh, a little battery unit, and it's a trimmer. It's a little chainsaw. My mom could use it. Um, and then you have the big beasts, right? So there's a unit for everybody. But the key, get familiar with it, and don't hesitate to go into either a, a big retailer or a dealer before you're going to buy. Spend a few minutes talking to somebody about it. They're happy to walk it through with you. And, and you'll actually see how easy it is. And remember, uh, you've... you've shoveled snow sure. snow is heavy it's hard that's a lot of hard work the machine will do all the work you just have to aim it um and they and it looks big they look scary but they're not and that's the other thing just if you're familiar with your the the unit um it'll be less fearful and you'll have better control so take a cute because there's you know take a few minutes and spend at a dealer or retailer and uh try to learn about it well, Chris, as always, it's uh, it's a pleasure talking with you, and I, I, I learn stuff every time we, we get together and talk. My guest is uh, Chris Kaiser from the Outdoor Power Equipment Institute, and uh, always uh, some great tips on, on using outdoor power equipment. Chris, thanks so much. Good talking to you. Thank you. Spring's around the corner.
And we'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. Hey, <laughs> this is the Unknown Comic. And guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now. And now. And now, too. And even now. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Doctor comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's, that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. Today. Hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all always. It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a kind and check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County. Where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods. And in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. 
MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. The uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. All the Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. When John Henry was a little baby, sitting on his daddy's knee, he picked up a hammer and a little piece of steel and said, Goo goo goo. That's not the right verse. He was only six months years old. Oh, wait, six. Tommy, the real, the ethnic. You know the real version of Johnny. When John Henry was a little baby, baby. sitting on his daddy's knee, <laughs> his daddy picked him up, threw him on the floor, and said, "This baby's done wet on me." <laughs> One more chance is all you get. See this pin? It says, think ethnic. You gotta think ethnic and sing ethnic to ever earn this pin. When John Henry was a little baby, sitting on his daddy's knee, he picked up a hammer and a little piece of steel and said, this hammer be the death of me, Lord, Lord. Hammer be the death of me. Yeah, when John Henry was just a little tyke, he picked up a piece of steel and a hammer. It seemed like he knew all the time, down deep inside, that he was going to work on the railroads. And there was a big story waiting for him to arrive on. Why was a little boy used to go around hammering on things? His daddy bought him a little hammer. Let's go around hammering the tables and hammering the fixtures. <laughs> We used to get a licking all the time. We'd go up and hammer on the front door, hammer on the chairs. Yet as John Henry grew, he grew in size, and he grew in stature, and he grew in his mind, his horizons grew. He started to go out and got a bigger hammer. Started walking around town hammering things. Hammering trees, people's fences. 
fire hydrants. Why <laughs> 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 John Henry could just go around hitting one fire hydrant with one whop, whop. <laughs> yeah. All the dogs in town hated John Henry. <laughs> Well, the whole story goes is that when he grew to full size, he could drive steel on the railroad, drive those spikes in the ground faster than any ten men. People started talking about John Henry. Why he's the fastest man that ever drove steel on the railroad. And the whole story of John Henry really starts the day the captain told John Henry something. John Henry said, Tell me something, Captain. <laughs> then the captain said, John Henry, I'm gonna bring me a steam drill round. I'm gonna bring me a steam drill out on the job. I'm gonna pop that steel on down, Lord, Lord. Pop that steel on down. Sure enough, next day they had a steam drill out on the job. Big red steam drill, shiny smokestack sticking up in the air. Well, they had old John Henry over there. Muscles ripple in the sun, sweat running off in gimlets. Ringlets. Well, the captain head of all the railroad workers, looked over at that steam drill and smiled. Then he turned over and he looked over at John Henry, those beady little eyes. He snarled over at John Henry. Hi there, John. <laughs> well, John Henry didn't say nothing. Just spit on his hands, picked up those two nine-pound hammers, walked slowly over towards that steam drill, spit on the steam drill. <laughs> then went over and spit on the captain. <laughs> well, it got to be about 12 o'clock starting time for the race. Every railroad man in the county was out there that day because they knew if John Henry lost that race, they were all out of a job. Well, it got to be starting time for the race. John Henry is up there at that starting line. That steam drill was up there at that starting line. Big smokestack sticking right up in the air. A little bit of spit on it. <laughs> well, the captain walked up to the starting line. I swear you could hear a pin drop that day. He took out his pistol and pointed it up in the air. John Henry spit on it. <laughs> Actually, this was about the greatest race in the history of man. The race between a man and a machine. He pointed that pistol up in the air and shot it off. Bang. <laughs> that started that race. 
that race. Dumb smart I thought he could be a steam drill. <laughs> what a thing for crying out loud. John Henry said to the captain, to the captain, by God I ain't no fool. Before I'll die with a hammer in my hand, I'm gonna get me a steam drill too, Lord, Lord. Get me a steam drill too. Get me a steam drill too, Lord, Lord. Get me a steam drill too. This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. Boy, we had a lot of guests on the show today, this last hour, talking with uh, Chris Kaiser just now. And before that, uh, we had um, lifestyle expert Millie Almodovar. And uh, and before that, we talked about... Uh, opioid addiction and and uh, the increase of fa fatal drug overdoses with um, experts from uh, Sacred Heart University uh, Dr. Susan Denisco and Carrie Milner and we started off this morning talking about uh, real estate trends during the well before during and after the pandemic I guess but anyway, there's Smoke and George tickling the ivories, letting me know it's time to head on down the hall to the uh, living room. But I'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about, uh, well, it's armchair politics. And uh, Jan Worth Nelson will be joining our roundtable. And uh, before that, we're going to talk about the pandemic and small businesses. See you tomorrow. Good night, everybody. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. 
If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And thanks for listening.